0: Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. This is James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and you're tuned into Propaganda Watch for 2020. Can you believe we have arrived at 2020? And so I thought it would be appropriate to kick off the New Year without going straight into the doom and gloom and, well, having a little bit of a laugh at the expense of the propagandists. Because, as I'm sure you know, we do here on this program, week after week, look at some pretty bleak and dismal stuff, but this week we have something somewhat humorous. There's a little bit of schadenfreude to be had in this story anyway. It's about a topic that I've been covering essentially since the inception of The Corporate Report way back in 2007, but certainly with James Evan Pilato of MediaMonarchy.com on New World Next Week, we cover this story seemingly at least once a year. <laughs> There's a story about the decline of the establishment news media. Uh, the dinosaur media is dinosaur media because it is going extinct. It's a slow-motion extinction, but it is obviously and documentably happening. And as I say on New World Next Week every year, we cover some aspect of this story, either declining cable subscriptions, declining newspaper subscriptions, declining number of people saying they're getting their news from establishment media like TV or newspapers, more and more people saying they're getting their news online. Now, please, before you used to get up in arms, I fully understand that that is not in and of itself an unmitigated piece of good news, as we often say on New World Next Week. Of course, there is a lot of propaganda to be spewed online, and by many of the same corporations and other entities that have been spewing the propaganda in the establishment dinosaur media, but it is at least uh, it's a step in the proper direction towards a decentralization of news information sources and the Corbett report. The fact that you are watching me right now is one of the ramifications of that. So, I do admit I take a little bit uh, of pleasure from watching the struggles of the old establishment dinosaur media, so I did enjoy this recent article from Axios.com, A Year of Media Upheaval, where it notes... 2019 was a transformative year for the U.S. news media industry, but it was also one of the most turbulent points in its history. The big picture. There were enormous business challenges, which resulted in an unprecedented number of layoffs, desperate product maneuvers, and fire sale deals. (laughs) Oh, oh, learn to code, Mockingbird repeaters, learn to code. Uh, Driving the news. The impeachment of President Trump by the House of Representatives on Thursday was prompted by a whistleblower's complaint. But the stage was set by the dogged reporting of many journalists across the country. Only some inside-the-beltway journalist could possibly write this nonsense. But anyway. But despite those efforts, the economic outlook of the news industry is still grim heading into 2020. Think about that. Think about that phrase, the news industry. At least they're calling it out for what it is and what we all know that it is. But it's never referred to as that, is it? Is the news industry. And what is the product of the news industry? I mean, of course, we'll always say, well, if, if it's being offered for free, then you're the product and they're selling you to the advertisers. But, but more accurately, they are set, packaging a product, this news product that they then present to you and you are paying with your attention, which they then sell off to the advertisers. But the product is this thing that they are packaging that they call the news. And let me remind you, Please go back and rewatch my uh, my take a couple of years ago on the news is a social construct. It is used to program you. This is the industry that they are involved in, creating the news, which we all must talk about and we all must follow these stories because this is the news that is happening. And that has been a remarkably effective way of setting the agenda for a very long time. But there are cracks in that system that are forming, and one example of that is given here in the article. The impeachment process has proven that voters are starting to tune out political coverage, which for the past few years has been the news industry's biggest moneymaker. That reality, coupled with an anticipated recession, has newsrooms on edge. Yes, think about that. Yes, the political puppet show which is the shadows on Plato's cave's wall meant to distract you and keep you occupied and keep you fighting with each other and keep you arguing about shadows rather than the things that are casting the shadows rather than reality is, well, it's not really entertaining the public enough anymore. They're not so engrossed by every moment of America's next top president. Uh, edition, year three edition, well, let's hope this 2020 selection circus can revive those flagging dollars from this money-making venture that is the news industry. This is a remarkably telling article in a lot of ways when you start to really parse the language that they're even using here. It goes on to say, where things stand, 2019 was a particularly brutal year for older news industries, like newspapers, magazines, television, and radio. Revenue for television was down nearly 4% this year, and for print, it was down nearly 20%. And it goes on to detail some of that, and it says, uh, to be smart, legacy industries still continue to serve local news markets, which are mostly void of the same investments financially and in tech and talent as national outlets. So local news is where it's at. It then goes on to give some stats that are actually misleading, if anything. Um, It talks, for example, the two biggest local newspaper holding groups, New Media, Gatehouse and Gannett, and McClatchy, which collectively house over 700 newspapers, have a combined market cap value as of Thursday of less than $800 million. By comparison, Apple, which this year launched its own news product, is worth more than $1.2 trillion. I mean, that's not even apples and oranges, that's apples and aardvarks, but... Point taken. um, Clearly, they're gesturing towards new media and digital news media and online news media is eclipsing the old establishment Uh, 20th century mass broadcast media, obviously. I mean, I think we all understand that. Um, And then it goes on to talk about how, of course, they're trying to shift online. But even that is not going so well. I mean, (laughs) I mean, for example, we all know how the big corporate entities that invest in the news industry so that they can produce their propaganda product are simply investing online now. And so now you have, I mean, we've seen the rise of alternative, cool, hip, indie uh, uh, underground outlets like Vice, Vice News. (laughs) Hello, fellow teenagers, we are Vice News. We are trendy and hip, like us. (laughs) Even that is starting to fall apart because uh, people can smell BS and they know it when they see it. So it says in the markets, a string of highly anticipated IPOs faltered in 2019, which forced investors and private media companies to push for quicker paths of profit. Uh, given that news is traditionally a slow-growth business, many desperate efforts to make money quickly, like launching half-baked subscription or video products, fell short. And for some media upstarts, that pressure proved perilous. Splinter, the left-leaning news and opinion site, shut down this year after its parent company, Geo Media, was purchased by a private equity company for less than half of what it was worth just three years earlier. Its sister company, Deadspin, is now essentially defunct. And it goes on to say that the big picture, as a result of these realities, investor sentiment in digital media has begun to slip, and investments in the sector are predicted to decline in the next decade. That matters because over the past few years, private investment into media companies soared at all levels. Many of the venture-backed media companies that were expected to go public eventually, like BuzzFeed and Vice Media, no longer seem heading in that direction. Disney this year wrote down all of the $400 million it invested in Vice. I mean, <laughs> just that sentence alone. Parse that one. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, Disney, the Mis- the Mickey Mouse Corporation, has a $400 million investment in Vice. The cool, hip, urban, uh, trendy, hey guys, look at us, we're Vice. Hello, fellow teenagers. <laughs> With the Mickey Mouse ears sticking out of its uh, hoodie. <laughs> and they just wrote down all $400 million of their investment in Vice because it ain't paying off. People aren't swallowing that particular brand of propaganda. I wonder why. And then between the lines, these challenges took a human toll on journalists and news industry employees around the country. By some estimates, nearly 8,000 Mockingbird repeaters were laid off or lost their jobs in media in 2019. That level of attrition is on pace to be the highest it's been since the 2009 recession. Uh, I hope they can learn to code. (laughs) Uh, and then it goes on to talk about the explosive stories that will define our generation that were broken by the the valiant news media like the Bezos Amazon Post and their investigation into the Afghanistan papers. Have you heard about the Afghanistan papers? Well, I hope so. If not, please do check out episode 370 of the Corbett Report podcast. I know it is not the most popular podcast I've ever done, but it is a really exceptionally important example of uh, how the propaganda is being constructed for the online age and being sold to us in a different form. So I hope people check that out. But all of this is to say, happy new year, happy new decade, although the decade doesn't start till 2021, James. You know what I mean. Happy new decade, news media, a dinosaur establishment news media. Uh, Your The writing is on the wall for everything you're attempting to do and all of the stupid ways you try to Co opt what 's happening online, Vice and BuzzFeed and all the other things that the the young uns aren 't swallowing uh, for some reason or other, so this is a little bit of good news and a bit of schadenfreude, and it was also a good uh goad for me because i have certainly seen axios come up in on on my news feeds before and i it, it was one of those one of those outlets that kind of came up out of nowhere and then I, I see it from time to time and i i really didn't know the history of it because i don't follow this on a daily basis so i did i did look up i wonder who axios is i mean is this some sort of um, independent site or some where wh- what's its pedigree why do, why does it where did it come from oh it turns out it's from a trio of uh, of politico.com defectors so yes as inside the beltway as you can get and where did they get their money axios since the summer of 2016 secured 10 million dollars in a round of financing led by led by ler hippo ventures backers included media partner nbc news Emerson Collective, the investment vehicle of Laureen Powell Jobs, the widow of Steve Jobs, Gray Croft Partners, and David and Catherine Bradley, owners of Atlantic Media. And also reporters have made appearances on television news on NBC News and MSNBC through a deal with NBC. Its NBC Universal partnership has featured Axios co-founder Mike Allen on its show Morning Joe. So there you go. There's Axios, and it's just a part of this attempt by the old establishment media to come in and co-opt what's happening online and try to use their tens of millions of dollars in venture capital backing to try to sway opinion here and there. Uh, It's good to know that people are turning away from that in droves, and let's see if we can amplify that trend, not only through the year, but through the coming decade, uh, because it will be exceptionally important going forward, and we will start to see the real meaning of the the information war that is taking place online right now in the 2020 selection circus, where if you thought 2016 was crazy, uh, I think 2020 is going to be even crazier. So anyway, we'll be here documenting it step by step and taking a little bit of schadenfreude here and there where we can. Uh, The establishment media is dying. The the war is not over and has not been won, but at any rate, we'll take a little bit of... Uh, shameful pleasure in these types of things. Uh, on that note, Happy New Year, everyone. Looking forward to another year of of uh, all sorts of reporting on all sorts of issues. I hope you'll be here with me. James Corbett, CorporateReport.com.